This is episode seven of the Rollfulness Podcast. I'm Nick Kemp and my co-host is Professor Daiki Kato. On this episode, we will explore an extreme form of rollessness, hikikomori. Last episode, we looked at the Rollfulness Quadrant model and we explored the four states, immature, groundless, developing and integrated. So it would be worth your while to listen to that episode if you haven't. Daiki, good to have you back. Good to see you. Yes, thank you. Uh, so let's start today's episode. Yes, hikikomori. This is a unique problem. What is hikikomori, Daiki? Yes, hikikomori is a Japanese word, and hikikomori is a form of severe social withdrawal where mostly adolescent and young adult men. Uh, who live with their parents, shut themselves in their bedrooms for years. But recently, it is a problem not only for men, so mm. it is also in women. So many people are the situation uh, in the hikikomori. Hikikomori is a noun formed from the uh, a compound of two verbs. Hiku, Japanese word hiku, mm-hmm. meaning uh, to pull, and komoru, meaning to shut oneself in one's room, to hide away or to stay inside. So hikikomori means both the person who shut themselves away from society and uh, condition experienced by that individual. Mm. Yeah, I've seen many documentaries on this and I guess that's the perfect word for the condition to, you know, almost pull yourself away from society and shut yourself in your room. And it's quite amazing how old some of these hikikomori are there. Some of them are in their, you know, 40s and 50s. So it's quite a bleak problem. So what do hikikomori do each day if they're locked away in their rooms? Mm-hmm. So it depends on the hikikomori people. So for example, to paint a picture, shutting late for years or even for decades in their bedroom, taking no part in society, refusing to leave the home to attend school or work. Like a misfit troubled teenager who never grow up, they'll spend all their time surfing the internet and playing computer games, having no desire to venture outside. Mm-hmm. In extreme cases, Parents of the shut-in living uh, in the same house won't speak to or even see their child for months or uh, even years. The hikikomori have no relationship with anyone. Often driven by shame and not knowing what to do, uh, the parents of shut-ins will exacerbate the problem and uh, allow that child to stay in the bedroom, leaving meals at the door like room service at the hotel. Mm. That aspect of the problem might be unique to Japan. I think in other countries, you know, parents might be a bit more proactive and they would basically physically remove their child from the room and say, right, we're getting you help. So this, yeah, this problem is interesting that it goes on for so long, for decades, and parents seem to avoid the problem or allow it to happen. So I, I don't want to put you on the, 
the spot, Daiki, but this lack of action by parents to stop the problem, yeah, do you think that's like a Japanese cultural issue? Is there shame associated to this problem or is there a lack of services to help people with this problem in Japan? Yes, it is deeply connected with Japanese cultures. Yeah, as you said, for example, shame or the, yeah, maybe the sense of responsibility yeah, may affect the increase of the hikikomori. So they feel very high pressure, both child and uh, their parents yes. feel shame and uh, responsibility uh, to solve the problem. So they have to go to school or uh, solve the problem and go outside. So it's a very high responsibility and very high pressure. Yeah. It's uh, one of the reasons of the uh, problem. Yeah, it sounds like a big problem. And this is a significant problem in Japan, isn't it? Mm, We're talking yeah. a large number of people. Yes, yes. The Hikikomori survey by the Japanese government reported that the total number of Hikikomori was over 1.1 million and more than half over the age of 40. So, yeah, many adults are Hikikomori in Japanese, Japanese society. Yeah, that's a result of the public survey, but there's another opinion. Dr. Tamaki Saito estimated that the Japanese Hikikomori population could be as high as 2 million. It's a very high number. Yeah. With the average duration that the hikikomori shut themselves begin astonishing 13 years, yeah. very long years. He has grave concern that the hikikomori population could eventually reach staggering 10 million. But it is one of the opinions. So the actual number is that no one knows about that. So yeah, some researchers says there are so many Hikikomori yes. people and the number is increasing now. I think it is not specific in Japan, but the problem is very crucial in Japanese society. Yes. I did watch that press release. So that was a press release by Dr. Saito. Mm -hmm. And I think he's one of the leading experts on this problem. And yeah, it's just amazing to think average, the average duration, according to his research, is 13 years. So mm -hmm. if you're 20 and you become hikikomori or you became hikikomori and you finally get over the problem, you're basically in your mid-30s. And there's actually a, a new problem that Dr. Saito talked about. He called it the, I think he called it the 50-80 problem. It's mm -hmm. where hikikomori, these men, uh, almost 50 and their parents are 80 and 80, these 50-year-old yeah. men have no social skills, they have no job. And so it's it's like a time bomb and they're, they're expecting more problems because how will these men look after their elderly parents when they have no social skills and no income? So this leads to an interesting question. Is hikikomori a mental condition? It is said that the hikikomori condition should not be understood as a mental condition, but as an expression of distress, shutting oneself away is non-aggressive and practical strategy to avoiding the intense pressures of school and society. Mm. So we should point that out that, you know, Japan... We have this perception of Japan, it's a beautiful country and no harmony mm -hmm. and uh, 
Zen and all, you know, wabi-sabi, all these (laughs) beautiful cultural concepts. But for Japanese, you know, daily life in Japan can be very hard. Uh, Mm. School's high pressure Mm. and you, you know, there's this pressure to plan your life ahead from Mm -hmm. school to university to getting a job. And a lot of children go to juku, uh, cram school. Yeah, cram school, yeah. Getting into university, I think once you're into university, you you cannot change your subject. You you have to study that. So there's no flexibility. And then I think after you finish university, you've basically got one chance to find a a company. Mm -hmm. Incredible pressure for young people. Yeah, let's dive into that. You know, what are the causes of hikikomori? Yeah, so as you said, the strict social rules and conformity can take their toll. There is extreme pressure to behave appropriately and achieve both at school and in the workplace. Unfortunately, in locking themselves away, hikikomori mm-hmm. limit their opportunities to pursue and feel ikigai and real life uh, worth living. This deprives them uh, of both a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging to social elements crucial for one to feel ikigai. Yeah, so that's, I guess, an interesting to relate it to ikigai that if you do lock yourself away, life is going to be unfulfilling, I guess. It's going to be very hard to live a full and enjoyable life or even a challenging life. So what about you, Daiki, as a student, when you were growing up, did you feel this sense of pressure to perform and achieve? Yes. So I think that the Japanese society is changing and the the atmosphere of the schools or education is changing. I think it's changing better. So now my son goes to the elementary schools. The rules are not so strict now but mm-hmm. when my childhood the rules are very strict and the teachers are very strict <laughs> and uh, so uh, and uh, i introduced one of the episodes so okay. we <laughs> ran the, uh, swimming in the pool in the summer but uh, i'm not good at swimming and i don't like to go to school and my teachers are very strict. The mm-hmm. instruction was uh, very strict. And so sometimes I uh, absent the school. And so, <laughs> yeah, so, 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 uh, nearly uh, I'm going to Hikikomori. So, I see. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. What did you tell your parents? I'm, I'm sick today? Or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have a stomachache or a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Sounds uh, familiar. Okay. So... Yeah, so it's almost like a protective mechanism. Like uh, I will shut myself away because society's too hard. But as a result, it's you know it's impossible to lead a, a meaningful and fulfilling life. So with all this in mind, uh, Daiki, where would hikikomori be in the rollfulness quadrant model, which we talked about on the previous episode? In the recent society, the types of hikikomori are becoming various, not only the one type, various types. The typical hikikomori is classified in the immature group. In the quadrant model, immature group means low social and both low social and internal lawfulness. They don't have 
any social connections, and sometimes they have mental problems such as social fear, as a trigger of hikikomori. In addition, I think the number of groundless group is increasing in hikikomori people. They don't do any social activity, but they are satisfied with themselves. It's a very difficult problem to solve because they don't care about their problems. Mm-hmm. Individual counseling and group therapy might support them, but I think that future research, more research and practices are necessary to help these people. Yeah, that's an important point because I think, yeah, future research needs to be done because hikikomori is now becoming a global problem. It's Even though it's a Japanese word and maybe this social problem was first identified in Japan, it's not restricted to Japan anymore. Yes, I think that hikikomori is now becoming a global problem and uh, hikikomori is not a condition only in Japan now. It has become a global syndrome. Mm. So Maybe in your country, uh, Australia. So, Nick, could you introduce hikikomori problems in other countries? Yeah, so I I did some research on this for our book. So we should uh, remind our readers we're writing a book and hikikomori's become, uh, I guess, a subject we'll write about. And so what I found out is, yeah, hikikomori was thought of as a concept that refers to both distress and to a cultural syndrome unique to Japan. However, recent international surveys have shown that hikikomori is also found among different populations of the world, and quite a few. So South Korea, India, even Australia, Bangladesh, Iran, Taiwan, Thailand, and the United States. And yeah, in addition to those countries, there have been reports of hikikomori in Oman, France, Brazil. Hong Kong, Spain, China, and Canada. So this phenomenon of hikikomori is considered to be boundless and a global syndrome found in many cultures. But notably, it is more common in urban areas and high-income developed countries. So that is interesting. Yeah, that's very impressive. Uh, So... Many people are faced with the same problems in many countries. Yeah. So hopefully rollfulness <laughs> would be a solution to this, to this uh, problem. Yeah, I, I, ho- I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess to wrap up this episode, one sort of final question, Daki, is why has participating in society become so so painful and undesirable that millions of people would rather lock themselves away then embrace and pursue the opportunities life affords them because they're, mm-hmm. they're giving up a lot, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One answer could be the lack of meaningful roles or avoidance of roles. One does not want to pursue. Hikikomori is not a mental condition. Hikikomori is a non-aggressive defense mechanism and a practical strategy for people to avoid the intense pressures of roles or more specifically the social interaction at school, work, and society in general. Being free from role stereotypes might reduce the pressure. This theme is very important, and I hope to talk about it in the next episode with you. 
Yeah, this is an interesting theme. So, yeah, this idea of avoidance or role avoidance. So if you don't want to be a student <laughs> or if you don't want to work, I guess, you know, hikikomori is one solution. It's, it's not an ideal solution. It's not, a, I guess, a healthy solution. And I think in the next episode, we'll be touching on this idea of being, you know, like trapped in a role. Yeah. So that relates to, I think, hikikomori. And maybe, maybe that's the state you are in before it gets worse and then you fall into hikikomori. So that's what we'll talk about next week mm-hmm. on episode eight. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Yeah, thank you very much.